Marvel Studios has notched two nominations for the WGA Awards and is aiming for Spider-Man No Way Home to win Best Picture Oscar. But is all this actually good for the MCU? I break it all down right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. We're going to do this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. Boom. You looking for this? What is up? And welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. Today on the pod, I am fired up. I am opening up the can of worms labeled the MCU and Major Awards. Or maybe it's labeled comic book movies and the Academy. Oh, whatever you want to call this particular topic, this particular can of worms. I am diving headfirst into this rather controversial matter prepared and ready to tackle it with my powerful opinions that, at the end of the day, are just that. They are my opinions. This is a topic that I feel very passionate about. It's something that is very near and dear to my heart because I do consider myself a big a movie buff, a big movie guy. I'm into film. That's, what, that's my thing. That's my passion. That's what I enjoy doing in my free time. So to have that world collide with the MCU world is very interesting to me and something that I, I am greatly passionate about. So I'll try not to get too crazy heated. But again, I am passionate about it. I'm very excited to have this conversation. But first, very quickly, some Moon Knight news that was rumored this morning. I was looking for confirmation online, couldn't find anything. So this is strictly a rumor at this point, but it is for me pretty trustworthy rumor source, Moon Knight, slated to premiere on March 30th of 2022, if that is the case as of today's podcast. That puts us just about 10 weeks out of getting new Marvel content in Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and the dark, just shady side of things. And I can't wait, and I am very excited for that show. You all know that's the one I, I'm most looking forward to in 2022, if I'm going to be honest. So March 30th could be the possible Moon Knight premiere date. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we get confirmation sooner rather than later. But something to be aware of, be on the lookout for. Moon Knight is coming, baby. Let's start with the WGA Awards. The Writers Guild of America, better known as the WGA, has just released their list of nominees for this year's awards. And like I said, up top in the pod, Marvel Studios has snagged two spots, both of those going to Loki and WandaVision. Now, Loki was nominated for two categories. So I'm going to break it down real quick. I'm going to say what, what Marvel Studios was nominated for, and then the realistic possibility of them winning or having a good shot, what this means for the MCU, for Marvel Studios, and then I'm going to talk about the Oscar race for Spider-Man No Way Home. Something on a bigger, more grand scale and see what that means for, for the studio, for the culture, for everything surrounding comic book movies, what that could mean. So, Loki was nominated for two categories for the WGA Awards, first being Best Written Drama Series. Here are the other nominees that it was paired up alongside. You've got Hulu's The Handmaiden's Tale, Apple TV Plus's The Morning Show, HBO's Succession, and Showtime's Yellow Jackets. It was also nominated for Best New Series category, joined by HBO's Hacks, Hulu's Only Murders in the Building, FX's Reservation Dogs, and Showtime's Yellow Jackets again, while WandaVision was nominated for Best Adapted Long-Form Project. That was alongside Netflix's Halston, FX's Impeachment American Crime Story, Netflix's Made, and Amazon Prime's The Underground Railroad. Now, 
all very interesting categories to me, very interesting nominees to me. First, let's establish real quick the history of Marvel Studios and their shows winning any awards because WandaVision did win an Emmy for Outstanding Production Design, Outstanding Fantasy Sci-Fi Costumes, and the famous song Agatha All Along. So that's three Emmy wins for the iconic MCU show that we all long to go back and enjoy the, the WandaVision era. So let's not forget that as we kind of talk about the chances of securing a WGA award for Loki or for WandaVision. I do think that is rather important. It has won three Emmys. That is, is big. In general, that is big in and of itself. I do want to break down these nominations and see if we have a legitimate shot and, and maybe what biases are going to inevitably be at play here because we all know that Marvel Studios and Serious Awards do not pair. They do not go hand in hand. So this is something that I want to kind of dive into. So Loki for Best Written Drama, that's a huge nomination. Let's just like start out with that right out of the gate. That is a big nomination because you're talking about going up against the likes of Succession Season 3 which has some of the all-time best drama writing I've ever seen in a show. No offense to Loki, fantastic show. Succession is going to win. Succession is huge on social media. It's right up the alley of the WGA or the Academy or whomever is, is truly choosing these awards. It's grounded. It's uber dramatic. What Loki has going against it in this situation. So Succession has its own kind of... Um, thing that it that it goes for it is really hand in hand with what these award bodies like to choose and like to watch and like to be a part of loki on the other hand is sci-fi it is the sci-fi aspect of a drama show there are other universes there are other timelines there's lamentus it's mega sci-fi which comic book genre aside if you just focus on the sci-fi aspect of it doesn't necessarily bode well for a drama category either so I, I just I, I think that's important to note that the core brand around Loki really is a sci-fi versus a more grounded and dramatic reality type situation that Succession does have. Loki is truly incredibly written. And I have actually had the opportunity to talk to Eric Martin about the writing of the show. So so I know that it is incredibly written, but I know it won't win, unfortunately. It's it's at an inherent disadvantage because it's being up against the likes of Succession, the likes of Handmaiden's Tale, Yellow Jackets is catching a lot of fire right now. It's just up against some seriously incredible contenders that I just don't think it has a legitimate shot of, of going up against and winning, and it's, it's based in sci-fi. So I, I think that's something to note here where it kind of is at a, at a disadvantage. Now, Loki being nominated for Best New Series, that is something that I can actually get behind. That is something that I think it does have a very legitimate shot at winning. It's kind of in this gray zone where it doesn't really check all the right boxes for the drama category, but it essentially feels like it can lock up a newcomer award. I think the biggest competition for it is going to be HBO's Hacks. Hacks has won some Golden Globes in the last couple of weeks for, for actors, actresses, and the show in itself. So I think that'll be the biggest competition that we see for Loki in that category. But I do think it has a real shot at winning this category. Now, WandaVision, on the other hand, has won three Emmys. So, so it's kind of already started to break that, you know, quote unquote, Academy hates the comic book properties uh, mold. But long form project, that's going to be a tough category as well. I think I just think Marvel Studios caught a tough beat 
with what categories it was up against. For WandaVision's category, you've got Ewan McGregor in Halston. You've got a show in the Underground Railroad that is executive produced by Barry Jenkins, and that was nominated for seven Emmys. Look, it's a tough bid for sure for these shows. I think they got put in really tough categories, which just proves we've got some really fucking good television that we're, we're able to watch. And I do think it should, it should be praised and it should be noted. Marvel Studios getting these nominations is amazing. It is big. It's a feat in and of itself because five years ago, A, we didn't have these television shows. So like that's kind of a really cool thing in and of itself. But that would not have been the case. We would not have been seeing these sci-fi comic book based shows being nominated against, again, the likes of, you know, uh, uh, Hacks or Only Murders in the Building or Succession to that, to that point. So out of all of these award nominations, I think Loki taking home Best New Series seems like the most realistic to me. I would even be a little surprised if it didn't happen. I think it's got a really good shot. Again, Succession has, has Best Written Drama Series just fucking wrapped. If you haven't watched Succession, go check it out. I adore that show. It is fantastic. But for the WGA Awards, I think it is fascinating as well because I, I am not as connected with the WGA as I am with, with the Oscars or the Academy in terms of understanding how they decide or how they feel about comic book properties or things of that nature. So I think that's a perfect segue for Marvel Studios to really get in there and say, look, we've established our streaming service. We've established these shows that, that are housed on our streaming service. And they are legitimate shows, legitimate contenders. They are big talking points in the culture and, I, and they deserve awards. So all of this to, to then lead into Spider-Man No Way Home and the Oscars race. Where does the Oscars and the Academy at large fit in with the culture? Where does it fit in with movie going culture and audiences and what people enjoy and what people like the most, etc.? I want to escalate the conversation to that, to the Academy itself. We all know by now, Sony is making a strong, and, and I mean strong, re, a real strong pitch for Spider-Man No Way Home to get nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars this year. Face value, I think it looks weird. I think people are like, why? That doesn't make any sense. It's not going to win Best Picture. You're going up against some incredible films in Belfast and King Richard and in even the likes of, of, of Licorice Pizza and The Power of the Dog and other things that are just more so like real locks for a best picture, right? So you're thinking like, well, this doesn't really, really make sense. And it kind of doesn't, but it also kind of does because the Oscars itself have always had, had a real rough edge with comic book based properties, right? Black Panther is the only Marvel Studios film that has ever been nominated for best picture. And here's a quick little history lesson for you here. The Dark Knight in 2008, that is the movie that pushed the Academy to expand the best picture pool to the 10 entries that it has now, the Academy left it out. People were not happy about it. And the Academy said, okay, makes sense. Let's expand the category to include films like The Dark Knight. So that decision was rooted in the, the idea that we would use those now available slots up to 10 to include movies of the culture. Very popular movies that, that might not be in the vein of the Academy, but are in the vein of the culture and the audiences that watch them. So I think that's an important note to take here and to see if it's actually been done over the last 12, 13 years is an entirely different conversation. This is just, there's so many tangents that you can go on here. And this is a very peculiar soft spot for, for 
both the world of the Academy and the awards, but again, also in the culture. Because here's the question at hand that is so interesting to me. How much should the Academy recognize culturally impactful and successful projects? What is their responsibility for representing what audience, audiences like versus what they, the 10,000 members of the Academy, believe to be the best films to fill out that 10, 10 movie category? This, again, this is the heart of the question here that I don't think has a true answer. I don't think we've gotten there quite yet. We've not pushed for, for truthful answers or more understanding when it comes to this. I'm leaving out all the Martin Scorsese comments. Uh, I'm leaving out that entire discourse, and I'm solely talking about the Oscars. I think that, again, another conversation for another podcast, but I do think that at some point, it does fall on the Oscars to recognize the most successful film of the year in Spider-Man No Way Home. Whether Spider-Man No Way Home was the most successful film of the year or not, if it turned out not to be, I still think some sort of responsibility falls on the Oscars to recognize culturally relevant and energetic films that, that control the social media discourse, that control basically every single article that, that Entertainment Weekly puts out, that Variety puts out, that The Hollywood Reporter puts out. I think it's important to recognize that and not just throw it under, under the bus that tends, tends to happen, right? So it wouldn't be the most successful film of the year if people didn't like it. And someone like me, obviously, I'm going to advocate very strongly for the fact that, that you can have a very well-written and composed film that is based in the world of comic book superheroes. That's my specialty. Not everybody feels that way, and I completely understand. But as a host of this podcast, it's my job to, to convince you, if you don't feel that way, it's my job to convince you to feel that way, to kind of join my side of the battle here. I've got a new voting idea for the Oscars. This is what I want to implement because, look, the voting is just not working. We're not recognizing movies like Spider-Man No Way Home. Go NBA All-Star style, baby. I don't know exactly what percentages of fan, media, player, coach voting makes up the whole pie, but give us something like that. Give us something in that vein. Let us vote on Twitter for which two movies we want to round out the 10 Best Picture nominees. The Academy, the 10,000 members of the Academy, you get to choose eight Eight films to fill the, the 10 slots that you've got. Leave it up to social media to fill in the remaining two. That'll give us a chance to get movies like Spider-Man No Way Home in the serious contention and the serious conversations to be a Best Picture nominee that is not solely, solely reliant on a studio pushing for that and, and doing a four-year consideration campaign to the Academy that ultimately already feels a very particular way. It would engage audiences. Again, it would engage the culture. I think it would make, make people, honestly, way more, way more interested in the Oscars themselves. Keep in mind an award show that has just been declining and faltering worse every single year. Viewership is going down. People are caring less and less about the Oscars. And, and I think it's something that, that you could really use to, to kind of revive this, this topic and this conversation. All of this to passionately say, no, I don't think that Spider-Man No Way Home has a shot at winning Best Picture. I don't think it's going to make the 10 nominees. I just don't. I just don't see it happening, especially when you, when, when you have pictures like Belfast that are, a, that are black and white, which the Academy likes. 
They are about family and, and old times, which the Academy likes. Again, you've got, you've got movies about Hollywood. The, the Academy adores movies about Hollywood. I just think that the Academy stays being the Academy, and, and unfortunately, that's just kind of the boat that we're in this year. But here's the good news. As I round out the podcast and, and inevitably go over the 15 minutes of the show to talk about something like this, I do think it is an important cultural push from Sony. I think it's done smartly, and I think it's done at the right time because this could force the hand of the Academy to have another Dark Knight situation and at least consider, at least consider, implementing some changes to the voting process. You could have a a social media-based situation like I, I suggested. You can have any number of other methods of voting Even if Spider-Man No Way Home does not get nominated for Best Picture, which again, I I legitimately do not think it will. I think there are too many other good contenders. I think it's a, a very important conversation and discourse to have to push the Academy in the right direction and, and make them understand that they do have at least some, at least a, a, a small amount of responsibility for recognizing what audiences think is the best movie. I'm not advocating for MCU movies to to start filling up Best Picture nominations every year. I don't think Thor Love and Thunder is a Best Picture contender, and, and it's not. we don't even know anything about it. I'm just saying that I think it's important to recognize this type of genre. I think it's important to not put it in, in a box in which people have preconceived notions about superheroes, etc. And I think it's a very interesting conversation to continue to have and I give props to Sony for, for doing a, a huge FYC campaign for Spider-Man No Way Home to be a Best Picture nomination. We can all hope that that is the case. I don't think so, but we can all, we can all hope, right? Hope is the best thing that we can have in this situation. What do you think of all of this awards talk? Let me know on Twitter, at 15MinuteMarvel. Do you think Loki and WandaVision have a true shot at taking home some WGA awards? And is Spider-Man No Way Home a Best Picture nominee for you? Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. And a special shout out to the patrons of the show, Brandon Clark, Kajir Shakib, Reagan Knopp, Alan Cole Peacock, and Ben Lawhorn. Thank you all so, so much. I will see you back here next time. I'm Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster.